Welcome to Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree, the show where we dish out tips and advice for mystical business owners and service providers. What's a mystical business owner exactly? Well, if you work as a tarot card reader, astrologer, Reiki healer, intuitive counselor, oracle medium, or if there's any kind of spiritual or mystical arts as part of your profession, we are talking about you. I'm Teresa and my lovely co-host. Hey, everyone. I'm Bree, and we have both been self-employed sacred artists running our own businesses for decades upon decades and looking really good while we do it. So we know <laughs> we know what goes into running a successful business. We know exactly how much heart, grit, and hustle it takes to get your business afloat and, you know, to keep things going smoothly and rocking along. And we've been doing this show together once a month for uh, a number of years because one of our missions is to really – help our fellow mystical business owners and sacred artists thrive and succeed. And that's why we are always trying our best to share this information. Right, Bree? That's exactly right. That is why we do it. We love this stuff. So in each episode of Talking Shop, we tackle a different topic. Today's topic is one that I think everybody is going to be super pumped about, Better Business with Tarot. Thanks so much for tuning in to listen Let's get this show started. So I'm ready. Teresa, I am going to start with you because you are the tarot lady, right? I mean, I have to start with you. So how might an entrepreneur begin to work with tarot, even if they've never read tarot before, they don't know anything about it, it's like a brand new world to them, how can they get started? Well, first of all, what people need to realize is that tarot isn't just for divination. Tarot is a wonderful tool for self-development, and it's great for creative brainstorming. Um, it's, it's, it's awesome for helping to make conscious decisions. So the first thing you need to do is take a deep breath and not be afraid of tarot or to think that you're not going to be able to get it or that it's some you know, arcane thing that only mystical people can use. Anybody can use tarot, and tarot is such an effective tool. And here's the thing to know about tarot. You know, there's 78 cards in a traditional tarot deck, and each one of these cards has an image on it that's based on our day-to-day life or the bigger archetype uh, type situations around us. I don't know if I'm saying that really eloquently. And so kind of like an ink blot when you look at it, you can look at a card and kind of get a feeling for what it means. So... Anybody can, again, pick up a deck and begin kind of getting a feel for it. So I like saying that before I talk about how to use it for your business because I really like taking the intimidation factor out and letting people know that it's really a matter of looking at the images and interpreting what they mean for you. And it doesn't have to be used just for divination. So when you begin working with tarot, I think the easiest thing that you can begin doing is pulling a card for the day. Like every morning, shuffle your deck, pick one card, and then take a moment to journal about what does this image say to you? What vibe are you getting from it? For example, if you pull, let's say, the Queen of Pentacles, and you look at the card and you notice this woman, she's got a big coin in her lap, and she's got all this lush vegetation around her and a little rabbit, what are some of the things that you think when you look at that image? 
Now, always for me, when I look at the image, the coin and the rabbit are both symbolic. They're both symbols of prosperity and fertility. So you can journal around those words and just see what flows out of you. And then at the end of the day, go back and check in. How did that card show up in your day? What themes around that were present in your life or not? And then journal around it again. This is just the easiest way for people to begin working with tarot, even if they've never read it before. Does that make sense, Bree? Yeah, yeah. I think that that is really, really powerful. And I, I like the fact that you're emphasizing that tarot is not just a divinatory tool, but that it can be used for creative and practical purposes as well. I think that's super helpful to remember. Also, people need to know is that you, Brianna Saucy, you're very good at tarot too. <laughs> and you've got a wonderful product um about 20 Questions Tarot. Can you tell people about that? Because I think this is also an excellent tool, a contemplative tool for people who are new to tarot or even old hats like me that might help them really start to get a feel for the cards. Ah, you're so sweet. Um, So, yeah, you know, well, I like what you said about, you know, you take your card of the day and you look at it, and, you know, my whole thing, and I know that you feel the same way, like, I have many tarot books, and I love tarot books. I love them. Um, but as a reader, like, I was playing with tarot cards when I was three years old, and so I really learned tarot in what I think of as a very organic way. And mm-hmm. so 20 Question Tarot is a little e-course that I have, and basically I take each card, so there's 78 emails in all, and I give you 20 questions to help you think about the card. Ten questions are the same for every single card. And then the last ten questions, we're really looking at the imagery. I'm using the Rider-Waite-Smith deck um, because that's kind of like the foundational deck is the way that I think about that. If you learn the language of the Rider-Waite-Smith, you have learned the languages of many hundreds of other tarot decks. So I give you 10 questions then that are specific to each card. And the idea is instead of taking a boilerplate meaning of what this card means, you get to really dig into it for yourself. You know, when you pull a card of the day, you will start to notice, I've definitely told my tarot students this, I'm sure you've seen it, Teresa, that, you know, for instance, the Three of Swords, scary card, right? Three swords, stab through right. the heart, people freak out. And it's often a card of separation and divorce. Well, you know, when I pull the three of swords, it doesn't mean separation or divorce for me. Like our marriage is super, super solid. Um, for me, what it means is that there's going to be drama with family members or friends. So right. when I pull that card, I I know I'll be getting a phone call at some point about something that happened. And the way that I learned that is I pulled it enough times and I journaled about it, and then I was able to go back over my entries and say, hey, that's, that's, that's what the Three of Swords does whenever it shows up. So mm-hmm. that's the idea with 20 Questions Row. And, you know, Teresa, since we've mentioned my course, I think we also have to mention your book because – Talk about something that really gets you into the cards and helps you make them your own. The tarot coloring book, I think, is like the thing. 
<laughs> well, thank you. Now we're getting to a little self-promotion here. Tarot coloring book is a very easy way for people who are new to tarot to really begin understanding it. So thank you for that little message. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, totally. So, you know, now that we've we've <laughs> we've done that part, the easy part uh of getting introduced to tarot, there you know, again the best thing is to just get started, but what are some of the ways that you use tarot for your business cuz I know I use tarot for my business a lot. What about you? I totally do. Um so a couple of things. I pull a card of the day and one of my cards of the day is a is is for my business specifically. So I pull a general card of the day, like what do I need to be aware of, and then I pull my business card of the day, and that tells me what I need to focus on with respect to my business in particular. So I really like that. Um, I also pull. I've talked about this on other shows at the beginning of every week on Sunday. I pull a card for the week. And that is often going to talk about my business because my business is, you know, such a huge part of my life. Um, and then two two more things that I do. I definitely will work with tarot when I need to make a decision. Like if I'm trying to decide if, you know, a certain collaboration makes sense mm-hmm. or not, I'll pull cards. In fact, you know, Teresa, when like five years ago, when we started talking about doing talking shop. I pulled cards um, to see, you know, is this like a good partnership? I think I got like the Ace of Cups. Yay! <laughs> and like, like the Ace of Cups and the Lovers, and I was like, oh, okay, this will be great. Um, so I do that, you know, whenever I need to make a big decision, um, I use tarot to decide when to send in a book proposal. Um, I have used it to decide whether or not to keep a client, right? Um, if, if I've got a client that I'm kind of on the fence about and I'm not sure, I'll pull some cards on it. Um, I have I use it all the time to make business decisions. And then the other thing that I do that I think really bears mentioning is I will go to other tarot readers yep. for insight on my business. And, of course, Teresa is my favorite reader to go to because she knows me and she loves me, but also she's able to be really objective. I mean, I think that you just really are, Teresa. I think you can be super objective and like, you know, I like, and I like your reading style because it's very like down to earth and no nonsense, which I appreciate. So I think, you know, even as mystical business owners and sacred artists, sometimes we think like, oh, well, I can do all of this stuff for myself. Mm-hmm. I think it's really useful to go to other readers. Um, and, and I also think that's a great way to learn to read is to go to other readers and see how people read because everybody reads differently. Everybody does. And also, you know, the tarot cards have so many different interpretations. And right. somebody might be looking at the cards in a way that, you know, if you look at it, you might be like, oh, my God, that's an epiphany. And I've had that happen so many times where maybe I get a reading from someone else and I get a certain card and I've got a certain attitude about it. And all of a sudden, they pull the card. They have a completely different take on it. It's like, oh my god, I've never looked at that before. Brilliant! So it, brought, yeah. it actually broadens my tarot vocabulary to get readings from other people. So I'm a big believer in that too. Yeah. Now, what about you, T? How do you use tarot specifically for business? 
Well, there's a lot of different ways I use it. First of all, I love using it like you do for you know, checking out the energy on a situation. So if I'm going to do a partnership, if I'm going to get involved with something, I just want to take a look. I want to pull a card and make sure that this is not going to be something that might be negative or unhealthy or unhelpful for me. So I will always pull a card to check out energy before I get involved in something or with somebody. The other thing, too, if I'm making a decision and I'm not sure, like how the decision is going to work out, then what I want to do is I want to lay out some cards and look at also what will happen, what is the consequences if I take this course. So I'll use it to help me look again at the energy around the situation. If it looks good, then I know I can proceed. If it looks like it may not be so good, uh, the spread that I use will show advice so I can make, again, a good decision because I like being conscious. And I think oftentimes with business and life, you know, your decisions impact what your future is. So I want to make the best decision. So the spread I use is the situation, what you need to know, and advice. It's just a three-card yep. simple spread, but it really works like wonders because the situation shows me, again, the energy around the situation or the decision I'm going to make. Then the what you need to know might be that hidden stuff that you're not looking at that maybe you need to pay attention to. And then the advice, again, helps you to make the advice. The other thing that I love to use tarot for is brainstorming. And so what I love to do is I like to just mess the cards up. I pull like three to five cards. I lay them out. And then I just start to riff on it, like for business ideas, or I might want to riff on it for, um, you know, uh, maybe a new product I'm coming up with or web copy. And i got to tell you, a lot of times that just jogs my creativity and gets things flowing. So those are some of the ways that I use it for my business, the brainstorming, decision-making, and checking out the energy. I love that. Love it. Love it. So you mentioned one spread that you use. Do you have any other tarot spreads that are easy but also really useful that you could recommend to listen Yes. So one of my favorites is called the options, and I have two different versions of the options. The first one is the absolute simplest, and what I do is I'll pull, let's say you're trying to make a decision between do I sign up with this coach or do I sign up with this other coach, right? So I'll pull a card for the first option, I'll pull a card for the second option, and then I'll pull one more for advice. So, like, let's say, for example, I'm asking that, right? And I'm trying to choose a coach. And the first one I pick is the death card. The second one I pick is the three of cups. And then the third one I pick is the five of swords for advice. So the death card would tell me that the first one would be a big change. Maybe this person would be an agent to change for my business. And they could be bringing about a lot of huge, important shifts for me. The second one, the Three of Cups, is such a card of joy and prosperity and abundance. It's also a card to me that symbolizes deep support. So I would see this person as someone who's really giving me deep, deep support, and I'm probably going to enjoy working with them. So for advice, the Five of Swords means I need to step back and ask myself, what is your real motive here? What is your mm-hmm. agenda? And that card would be telling me to really examine it and to make sure that I'm being really clear so I get the right person for me. Because this card says, don't be impulsive. You need to take some more time to really ask yourself, what is it? What is your hidden agenda here? And from there, then I can make the best decision. 
The second way I do the option spread it involves seven cards. And it's actually quite simple, so I'll shuffle them up. The first card I turn over is just the energy around the situation that I'm pondering. So let's say I'm asking a question about, you know, um, let's say, again, we'll talk about the coach thing. We'll just use that as an example. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I'm going to turn over is just one card that looks at the overall situation. And that card, let's say it's the page of wands. So it says, okay, I'm looking for a new beginning. I'm looking for something to boost my business or freshen it up. Now, the next thing I do is I turn over three cards for the first option and then three cards for the second option. So using an example, so let's say the first option, I have the Ace of Cups, the Page of Swords, and the Ace of Swords. That is all new beginning stuff. To me, this is an awesome combination. It is showing that this would be a fresh start. It will give me a whole new perspective. This person might be really fabulous. But if I choose the Lovers, the Sun, and the King of Cups for the second one, that's also telling me that this is someone I'm going to love working with. It looks like it's a positive experience. And it also looks like it's going to be a person I really love. Now, for me, as a tarot reader, aces are always like a thumbs up. But the presence of two positive majors in the second one would tell me that the second option trumps the first option, and that would be the option yep. I would go with. So mm -hmm. those would be two two really simple examples, plus the one I gave earlier, of things that you, tarot, tarot readings that spreads that you can use for your business. What about you, Bree? Do you have a particular one that you love to share? Yeah, I do. Um, I also do, I'm a big fan of three card uh, readings because, you know, I think, I think that if you can't get it with three cards, you're not going to get it with 20. Um, so yep. <laughs> it's my, like, very old school. Opinion. I agree. So. And, you know, there's some people who assume <laughs> that if they if they don't get more than three cards, especially when people get an email reading, if they don't get more than three yeah. cards, they think somehow, like, oh, my God, I'm not getting enough information. It's like, no, 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 you're getting enough. You're getting, you're getting more than you're, enough. I mean, you really, you're getting exactly, exactly what I would do. I like the seven cards, you know. I like all different kinds of spreads, but um, I do a three card that's very similar to yours. So the first one is the situation. Mm -hmm. The second one is the challenge. And mm -hmm. the reason that I have that card is because I have found in my years of practice that a lot of times we misidentify what the real challenge actually is. Right. Um, I'll never forget, I was doing a reading for a woman, and she was asking me about her business. Her business was, I mean, she was super visible, super popular. Like, if you saw her online, you'd be like, this chick is making, like, tons of money and has a lot of followers, and, like, her life is perfect. And we got on the phone, and it turns out, like, the back end of her business, she was in, it was in shambles. And I, and so I, I used this reading. So when I got to the challenge card, the card that I got was the lovers reversed. And so I started asking her about her relationship. Well, it turns out her marriage was basically on its last leg. And this was directly affecting her financial bottom line. And so I find that this is really helpful because Sometimes we're right about what the challenge is, but sometimes we're not. Sometimes we don't see it clearly. Mm -hmm. And so I have that as the second position. And then the third position is 
you know, how, what is the best way for you to meet the challenge, right? What is, what is the best way for you to navigate it and to meet it and to be successful? Sometimes I will add a fourth card that is what is the most likely outcome going, going from here, right? right? So like if I pulled the levers reverse and then I pulled the two of swords as the solution to the challenge, the way to meet the challenge, you know, that would tell me like a decision about this love relationship needs to be made before mm-hmm the energy is freed up to support the business. So, you know, that that's one that I really like that I have found is super helpful and just and can be applied in so many different directions. So I really like that one. So let me ask you this then. How might you mix, let's say you do the spread, you get all this information. How might you mix that with magic in some way or maybe a ritual in some way? How do you mix tarot and ritual to help your business? Is there anything that you do for that? (laughs) Yeah, so I actually taught a class several years ago, and at some point I will teach it again. It's a a big class, which is why I don't know when it will be called Diagnostic Tarot. And this is how I primarily work with tarot. Um, Because I come out of magical traditions, I see divination as diagnostic, which is to say your divination should give you the next, steps to take, whether they are practical steps or magical steps or both. So, you know, the first thing to know about the tarot is that the four suits um, all relate to the four classical elements in Western magical tradition, and and they're pretty similar to the elemental associations like in the Indian Ayurvedic system um, and in the Chinese elemental system. There's a few significant differences in both of those Asian systems, but by and large, there's a lot of common ground to work with. So, you know, your cups are associated with the element of water. Your coins are associated with the element of earth. Your wands are associated with the element of fire. And the swords are associated with the element of air. So, you know, if I'm doing a reading for someone and I see that, like, they're getting all sword cards, then that is going to tell me that that if we're going to make some magic around this, we're really going to want to work with the element of air. So I might recommend breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. I might recommend an offering of incense on a daily basis for a set number of days. I might recommend that they do some journaling or some writing because writing belongs to the element of air, right? So I might recommend that they create a prayer or a petition that they say over themselves. If I get a lot of cups that are water, then I'm going to recommend that they do some purification, some cleansing. I might recommend that they take a spiritual bath or I might recommend that they work with like a sacred spray in their space, you know? Um, if I get a lot of wand cards, then I'm going to be thinking about fire. I'm going to be thinking like, how does the situation need to be heated up? Or how does the situation need to be refined? I might have them work with candles. I might even have them go out and be under the sun so that they get that direct sunlight onto them. Um, you know, and, and then if we have coin cards, then I might say, I want you to work with a lodestone or I want you to go, you know, uh, create an offering for a tree or I want you to set up an altar. I might have them do something really tangible and practical. So that's one way that I like to keep thinking about magic and 
the tarot. And then another thing that I often like to do, because tarot decks are relatively inexpensive, is you can buy a, a tarot deck that you are going to use for petitions. And so you might take, like, I'm a woman in business, so I might take the queen of coins and write a petition to bring in a certain opportunity or a certain money-making venture right on the back of the tarot card. So I have this really powerful image on the front, and then on the back I have written my petition. I like to write them in Sharpies because it all the ink stays on the card even if it's a glossier paper, and put it right on my altar so that I have this fixed point to focus on. So those are a couple of ways that I like to work with them. What about you? Well, I'm not the magic mama. That's more your thing. So I think um, <laughs> I'm learning some really great ideas here, Bree, on how I might be able to incorporate some of that into my I like work. It. So I love that. Something that came out of your book, Teresa, that came out of the, color, the tarot coloring book um, that I also really like is, uh, so I would start to color the cards, you know, and then I would play with actually taking the position that the figure in the card is in. So if I want to embody the empress, I would literally physically embody the empress. And after coloring the picture and noticing all the details that normally, like, I totally wouldn't pay attention to because I'm not coloring the picture, um, I was able to embody it much more profoundly. And so, you know, in magic, a lot of poses, are used to kind of call in that energy. So that's another way that just occurred to me. Right, right. Yeah, you know, what you focus on, of course, is where magic comes. And if we're focusing on things like the positive cards, I love the idea of picking a card like that and then putting energy around it. So I think that's really brilliant. It's pretty awesome. And if you vision board, it's mm-hmm. a great thing to do, too. You know, if you if you do a vision board or a manifestation board, you know, you can take a picture of yourself and then put a tarot card on the back of that picture that's like the energy you want to call in for the year. Or you may take several tarot cards and put them on your vision board um, right. because they represent various things. So those are also ways. So, you know, let's talk about, since we're headed there anyway, let's talk about the creative aspect of tarot, Teresa. How might you use it to come up with ideas for your business? Well, like I mentioned before, for brainstorming, I love just taking the cards, messing them up, face down, of course, and then I pull a couple cards randomly. And I love to journal with that. I love to journal ideas, whatever comes to mind, whatever I feel inspired by. You know, so that's one of the things I do. Now, I also do a more elaborate thing with tarot and yoga nidra to really formulate ideas and products. So here's how it goes. So yoga nidra is a practice. It's, a, it's actually a tantric yoga practice. It's a deep meditation. And uh, without going into all the details of it, it puts you into this really deep meditative state. You know, technically it's supposed to get you to relax, but I've got a busy Gemini mind. And what I noticed what the weirdest thing was when I did <laughs> yoga nidra, I would often start getting really good ideas. And so um, I would get up afterwards and I would write those ideas down. Well, then I started adding a tarot spin to it. So I started doing the thing that I talked about where I would shuffle the cards, pull a couple cards. I'd journal on that too. 
and then I would refine it. I would take some time to really contemplate and refine it. And then what I like to do is share my idea with people that I trust to see if they think the idea is good or not. And from there, then I continue to develop the product. So that's one of the ways that I use it for creativity. Now, also, the other thing that it can be fantastic for if you are a business owner, if you're, if you're struggling with writing web copy, pull a couple tarot cards. What story are, is unfolding in front of you? It might be the creative prompt that helps you to you know, get your imagination and those words flowing again. I find this incredibly helpful for writing. What about you? Do you use it for any creative aspects of your business? Oh, yeah. I mean, I love the advice of pulling a card. Like, if you're stuck in any, in any you know, way or situation, um, you know, pulling a card and, and allowing that to kind of help get you unstuck. Um, I think that that is very, very good advice. I also, you know, one of the things that I have noticed is if you are if if you're if you keep getting a card show up again and again and especially when you're thinking about business um or you're brainstorming about business, then often that card has a message that you need to be paying attention to, and so you know i I will ask the card like what is the message that you have for me. Like, what are you trying to tell me? Um, you know, who in my community really embodies the energy of this card? So I'll ask questions like that to kind of get my creative juices flowing and thinking about what needs to happen next. And, you know, another thing that I like to do with my cards is when I am wrapping up something because, you know, I'm a big believer that how we finish something is just as important as how we start. So when I'm, when I'm looking at wrapping up something and I have different choices about like, you know, do I send out an email? Do I make a little video? Do I, you know, want to, uh, you know, have like a one-on-one -on -one call or a live call? I will often use the tarot to help me decide what the what the best thing to do is with respect to that. And I liked your option spread earlier because I think that's a huge part of creativity for me is deciding, like, what direction to go in. You know, I'm a Libra, so I like choices. And so using the cards to help me figure out, like, okay, what is the next direction that really needs to be pursued, that is incredibly helpful to me. And then, like I said, I use it in vision boarding. I use it in journaling. Um, you know, I have cards on my altar that are like focal points for me. So all of those things very much count. Right on. So what advice might you give then? Let's talk about this. I think this is important, especially for people who are new to work with tarot. Let's say that you're new, you're an entrepreneur, and you're about to go into a, a really important meeting or maybe you're about to launch a product. And so you decide, I'm going to look at the energy around it, and you pull a quote-unquote bad tarot card. What uh, is your advice? Because that can flip people out, especially when they're new to tarot. <clears throat> you know, it really can. So I actually had this experience last year. I had a really important <clears throat> opportunity that I was going for, and I pulled a card on it, and the card was the devil. And... And then I had you, Teresa, pull a card, and you got the double. And I was like, crap, okay, 
what is up with the devil? And and so what I did was I decided, I said, okay, I am going to I am just I'm going to stop and I'm gonna take a breath and I am going to instead of assuming that I know what this card means, I am going to ask this card what information it has for me. Mm-hmm. What do I need to know, right? Because, I mean, if we're pulling tarot cards, we have the belief that these images, these archetypes, these energies are showing up for a reason to give us information. So what information does the devil need to give me? And the information that the devil needed to give me was um, this is not going to be a perfectly smooth and open road. Right, mm-hmm. there is going to be some struggle involved in this particular endeavor of yours, and that was absolutely right. And mm. in the middle of that struggle, I could reflect back on the devil card and think, you know, I I'm moving forward because I I know that this is part of the endeavor. And at the end of the day, I got what I wanted, um, and actually more than what I had anticipated, but. It, that double card really kept me going in a way that, like, if I had gotten yeah. the sun and I was struggling, I'd be like, what the hell? You know, I'm just going to give up. Um, the double card kept me going. So, you know, first of all, we think we know what bad cards are. And my experience as a reader now of, you know, 30 years of reading is we don't know what the bad cards yep. are. I mean, you, you know, you think that you get the tower and life is over, and the tower might be the greatest blessing in disguise. And and secondly, you know, all of the cards have information to give. And so I always want like try to be in a place where I can be open to that information. What about you, Teresa? Because I'm sure that you've had this experience too. Like, what do you do? Yeah. Well, one of the things that I like to do is I like to pick a card for advice if I come up with a really negative uh, card. So let's say I pick the devil. Well, you know, I certainly don't want to run from it, right? I don't want to run and say, oh, my God, I don't want to face that now. I want to know what is the best way for me to show up. And like you said, there's a lot of information in that card, and it is a card of struggle. But I love to pull an advice card that can give me maybe some additional information on how to manage the situation. You know, um, so, for example, let's say for the devil, for the advice card I pull is the Queen of Cups. That might be telling me to really center myself emotionally and that way, no matter what's happening with the situation, I'm going to be okay. I can move with the flow of it. But let's say I pick another card that's not so positive. Let's say I pick that tricky old Five of Swords, which is never one of my favorite cards to see in a tarot reading. It's a card of deception. But also, if you look at the image, it reminds me of Tai Chi. And in Tai Chi, the thing is, when you see something coming at you that's negative, you look at a way to get out of the way as best as you can. So that doesn't mean, again, not facing a situation. It means facing it, but looking at, let me let me get out of the way of this so it doesn't create more drama than what it's worth. Um, mm-hmm. So those are things that that I might look at. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to look for advice. You know, Ultimately, I'm always looking for advice to try to work the situation as best as I can and to show up 100% present in the way that's going to be best for the situation. So that's what I do. Oh, I love that. I... Totally, totally love that. That makes a ton of sense. Really, really smart. And I think we've given people some basic ideas on how they can work with tarot 
for their business. You know, we could go on and on about this subject because there's so many other different spreads and different ways you can work with it. But, you know, no matter where you are in your tarot journey, just starting out with the basics like this, Bree, I think is enough. And sometimes going back to the basics is all you need in order to use a tool like this in a really helpful way. Absolutely. I com- I completely agree. And, you know, the thing with tarot is that it, I really do think of it as a language. And, yeah. you know, at some point with languages, like, you can learn the vocabulary and the grammatical rules until the cows come home. But, you know, you're not doing the language until you're speaking it. And so, like, my advice is always just pick up a deck and start getting familiar with the cards, right, and start pulling your card of the day and like it will it will come you know and you will be able to make it your own that's the beauty of tarot so you know i i say just like dive in it's one of those things that you can just dive in you're not going to mess anything up right on (laughs) love that so that wraps up this episode of talking shop already with ward so Teresa, what was your biggest takeaway from this discussion ah this is like your this is your jam I Yeah, well, you know, I love my tarot. I do. You know, Brie, I really love the point that you made about getting a reading from someone else because it is sometimes the best way to remain objective if you're having trouble seeing things, but it's also a great way to learn tarot. You know, that's one thing that people don't think about. I think people think when you get a reading that sometimes it's just to get a reading, but it's really fascinating and wonderful to get another perspective on the cards And I think you could learn so much by getting a reading from someone else. So I love that nugget of wisdom. Thank you for that. Um, What about Uh, you? What is your favorite little advice from everything we just talked about? I love the fact that you use tarot in a brainstorming capacity. You know, I think that sometimes tarot gets put in this, like, rigid system and structure that is not really helpful to it or to the people who are working with it. And so I really love, like, I love the creative work of just, like, taking the cards, you know, fanning them out, mixing them up, and just seeing what comes up and seeing what arises and how to work with that. I think that's really, um, I, I think it's really juicy and I think it's really creative, but I also think that it has a ton of practical um, knowledge and application because sometimes we just we need to work with what we're not expecting or yeah. we're not planning for and goodness knows that happens in business all the time so you know it's a really good training for things that we encounter in business too so I really appreciated that thank you and I think one of the things people need to hear is that tarot again I'll say it again and again it's not just for divination it is an absolutely creative and practical tool for brainstorming and also conscious decision-making. And when you approach it like that, it can become a very helpful ally in your business. So that's about all i got to say. And before we start, <laughs> although we could probably look at that. Oh, I love it. Before we okay. sign off, a happy reminder, if you love Talking Shop, and boy, we sure hope you do, don't forget that you can listen to all the previous shows for free on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Just look for Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree, and you'll find all the episodes there. You can also visit the Talking Shop archives on my site, thetarolady.com. Go to the tab called Free Resources and scroll on down to Podcasts, and you'll find Talking Shop right there. And by the way, if you do like the show, 
please leave a kind review on iTunes because this is a way to help more metaphysical business owners find their way to Talking Shop. And Bree, of course, where can they find it on your site? So go to briannasaucy.com. Same deal. Go to the tab called Books and Resources. Click on that tab. Go down to Free Resources. Click on that, and you will see the latest episode of Talking Shop as well as the past archived shows. All right, folks, that's a wrap for this episode. Please join us again next month for another round of Talking Shop. Until then, you can find me, Teresa, at thetarolady.com. Bree, where are they going to find you? And you can all find me, Bree, at briannasaucy.com. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Keep taking action to build the mystical businesses of your dreams. Stay on your grind. Make it a great month. We know you will. 